Welcome to Forces in FinTech, brought to you by Repay, a leading FinTech innovator and integrated payment solutions provider. I'm your host, Stuart Gersanti. And in this season, we're diving further into the consumer payment technology revolution sweeping across industries, from consumer and auto financing to mortgages, credit unions, and beyond. This week, we're joined by Jake Moore, Executive Vice President of Consumer Payments at Repay, to find out about the evolution of consumer payments and the new technologies making digital transactions simpler and quicker. In our last season, we learned a lot about the systems and technologies that are transforming the way money moves across a range of industries. But all businesses, regardless of sector, don't just need to be able to pay their suppliers in a frictionless manner, they need to be able to receive instant transactions from their customers too. This is where people like Jake come in, delivering the solutions that verticals need to accept real-time digital payments. However, Jake's career didn't start out with revolutionizing consumer payments. In fact, he began as a dealmaker for a Wall Street bank. Leading consumer payments is not really where I started. I began my career in investment banking. That took me to private equity. Private equity took me to business school where I uh, ended up getting introduced to Repay. And I didn't really have expectations of um, necessarily working at a payments company or at Repay or, or any other operating company for that matter. I thought I would go back into private equity and I did for quite some time but then came back to Repay in early 2017 when we thought that a, uh, an acquisition strategy might be something that we, w- we wanted to execute upon. So I hopped into the seat and led the corporate development and strategy team for the better part of six years. And then also uh, through the, the process of going public. And then uh, you know we've been operating in a public world and doing acquisitions in that world since mid-2019. In the latter half of last year, transitioned out of that role into a role where I'm leading the consumer payments division on the heels of reorganization that we did, which resulted in two business units, one being consumer payments and the other being business payments. Great, great. Thank you for your background. It would be great to hear your thoughts on the secular tailwinds within Repay's consumer payments market, the TAM, and how Repay has evolved to where we are today. We started out way back in 2006 with the, the thought that the consumer finance industry needed more payment options and they needed more payment technology and sophistication. And we knew that market was, was massive. Up until about 2016 or 17, when we kind of went full bore on this acquisition strategy, the consumer finance space was our sole focus because that market continues to be extremely large. Um, There are a lot of lenders out there that don't accept debit card or other electronic forms of repayment when it comes to collecting on the loans that they extend. So there's a lot of opportunity, not only to bring electronic payments to clients who don't have any of them, but there's also the opportunity to further penetrate some of our clients who are, are still using some of those more legacy payment methods. In terms of trends, Our end borrowers are becoming more and more sophisticated. They are demanding a more robust technology solution. You know, just as everything these days has gone to a mobile device and on those mobile devices, borrowers and and consumers generally are are, uh, allowed to interact with quite sophisticated 
technologies, whether it's you know e-commerce checkout terminals or just their entire way that they interface with digital companies and payments has, has evolved. And our clients as lenders are looking for, for ways to replicate that experience and to be very, very technology uh, first. All right, now to Repay and its offerings. Could you go through the markets Repay serves and how we have the right product offerings in place to penetrate the massive TAM? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll focus just within the consumer payments division, but it, it, it's helpful to understand what the consumer payments division is made up of. And it's really four verticals. There's consumer finance, which includes both personal loans and automotive loans. We have a receivables management vertical. We have a uh, vertical that is focused exclusively on credit unions. And then the fourth business is the mortgage vertical. Each of those markets have very, very different needs. They have uh, different customers. They have different workflows and different experiences they want to deliver to their borrowers. And so when it comes to that piece and the technology that the customer ultimately interfaces with, it's quite varied. There's not one you know, product necessarily, but where we have been able to exhibit a tremendous amount of expertise is in first knowing our customers very, very well and knowing within those four businesses what customers are looking for from a workflow perspective and what type of experience they're trying to deliver to their customers. And then secondarily, when, and this is common across um, all four of the verticals, is we have remarkable payments expertise that sits behind those technology-first, frictionless workflow environments that consumers interact with. So it sounds like Repay is well-positioned. How is the competitive environment, and has it changed at all? Um, a little bit. We don't operate in a space that is absent of competition, but our goal has always been to pick our markets wisely make sure that we're in markets where we have a, a tremendous amount of knowledge and we can really differentiate on that front. And then to be the absolute best by bringing a tremendous amount of focus and a tremendous amount of payments expertise that really benefits our clients. Our clients are largely speaking lenders within the consumer payments uh, business unit. And in that world, capital and the movement of money is paramount. If at any point in time, their payment provider or the, the systems that they use to collect money from their borrowers fails or isn't working properly, it's a big problem. And so they come to us, you know, not only for the reasons that I've talked about, but also for the reliability that we deliver. Makes sense. And if we could dive deeper into the recent enterprise wins that the company announced, what are the trends larger enterprise clients are asking for? Sure. The larger ones are adopting all of the payment modalities and all of the products that we have more quickly. I think in years past, it used to be, it was the case that a customer would pick your payment modality, ACH, and exist with that for six to 12 months. And then they would add maybe debit card processing or add our IVR technology or our text to pay applications or our mobile app. And so it, it used to be kind of product adoption in almost a stair step fashion. Whereas now, particularly the enterprise clients, they recognize the value because they're hearing these demands from their customers. You know, they recognize the value of all of the products that we deliver and they're adopting them in mass, I think is the biggest difference. Right. So let, let's touch on the sales motion next. Using both the software partners as well as a direct sales force, how should we think about the client growth opportunity within existing integrations and maybe the cadence of integrations going forward? We go to market in two ways. We have a fully employed internal Salesforce that reaches out directly to clients. 
And we also have a, a tremendous library of software integrations that feed us business. And the opportunity within even our existing integration library, just within the consumer payments business, is tremendous. We have pretty good ideas for how penetrated we are within these systems, and there is a ton of runway. And the fact that we have the two-pronged distribution approach, that just really helps us penetrate those software integration partners more quickly. So it sounds like there's a lot of growth opportunity and a lot of excitement across the consumer business. Where are you focusing over the next couple of years, whether that be a certain end markets, products, or technology? We're always focused on what we think of and, and dub internally as the network to the networks. We want clients to be able to come into the repay front door and have one experience, but yet have access to every single payment modality that they could possibly want. That's key. A one-stop shop solution is always going to uh, be very, very viable in the marketplace, and we're extremely focused on delivering that because new payment modalities will always come up. There are some that have been on, uh, on the docket for quite some time, whether it's FedNow or RTP, and we have those capabilities. There are more consumer-facing modalities like Venmo, PayPal, Apple Pay, Google that we can also offer, but we have to have all of them in order for a client to really be able to offer their customer everything. And then secondarily, we're very, very much a software company. A lot of the monetization of our business comes from payments, but we offer tremendous software and technology experiences that are custom designed for the verticals that we're competing in. And that's a differentiator, but that's something that's always uh, ongoing and it's something that we're always focused on. And I think third, we're very, very focused on getting even tighter with our existing software integration partners. We have great relationships, but you know, just as any technology company or software company has to continue to innovate and make sure that their product is, is forward leaning, we have to do that and we have to make sure that all of our integrations with our software partners are as tight as they can possibly be. Thanks for that. And I know we only have a few minutes left. Could you provide a few thoughts on the future of payments, how you see the industry evolving, and where do you think we can go from here? Absolutely. You know, it's payments, it's an interesting thing. The most valuable, the most enjoyable payment experience is kind of like a, an umpire in a, a sporting event. If you don't know they're there, that probably means you're putting forth the best product. And so I think into the future, a given borrower will experience an interface with the payment piece even less than they are now, but it's just going to be fewer clicks. The experience is going to be much more frictionless and it's going to be much more automatic. The same stuff and the same processing and complexities that are involved in payments will always be happening in the background, but in the foreground, what the borrower and the end consumer is experiencing is just going to get smoother. As society continues its transition to digital payments, all industries and even the organizations within them will need to ensure that they have the right technology and systems in place to allow their customers to transact the way they want. But not only do organizations need to keep up with the latest solutions, they need to stay ahead of them, which is why teaming up with the right partners is crucial. Because only by collaborating with future-focused technology providers will businesses be able to innovate and deliver the frictionless, intuitive interfaces that the consumers of tomorrow will demand.
That's it for this episode of Forces in FinTech. If you like what you heard, please spread the word and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you streamed our show. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join us next time as we continue to explore the new and exciting powers across FinTech.